one, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Thank you, Yasser. Thank you. Uh, look, I'm <laughs> late. Uh, I've got time zones mixed up. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to ring uh, the powerful John Brisson. Um, the title of the stream today is uh, RFK Jr. and uh, his Epstein connections, uh, something that I think we should um should be aware of so uh without further ado let me do this and this and then do let's uh, see if he does video call but let's try uh it's ringing um yeah so i don't know maybe this stream's gonna about <laughs> make me as popular as uh clapping a brothel but um oh there he is brother john how are you sir Doing well, Kevin. Glad to be back. Hope everybody's doing well out there in the listening audience in this Christmas season that is upon us, good saw. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this topic, uh, well, I'll let you introduce it, but it sure has given me a lot of heat. Yeah, I was, I was just saying it was, it's probably going to make me as popular as clap in a brothel. Um, uh, he, uh, I, you know. I, I showed you the email I received yesterday and um you know maybe maybe I should pull that up as a as a sort of introduction but the um a lot of a lot of people send me a lot of stuff dude 
and you know I, I am I do read everything to people that are listening I don't reply I can't reply to everything unless I think it's absolutely necessary but I I, I have been getting a sort of steady drip of RFK related intel I guess for one of a better stream just can we set this uh, that's better let, let me do this hang on you're not on the screen and let me quickly quickly do this just turn off that right so that should be everything in place yes so um i'm you know i i've gone to great lengths uh, as of late to be cautioning about purity spirals um i i think in the current circumstances we should be maybe somewhat a little flexible um but there are some things that just are a little <laughs> they're not just a a chance encounter or a uh, how should we say well, I'll give a I'll give a prime example, which was Jeffrey Sachs. Right? Um, I met with Jeffrey Sachs. Um, I was going to hope to stream it. He he wanted to do it in private, but um, now he's he's in Epstein's little black book, and okay, um, a lot a lot of people are, and but I don't I don't see photograph after photograph of Sachs hobnobbing with Epstein, Maxwell, um, that whole circuit. And so I, I, I do think there are degrees of, uh, how should we say, <laughs> like, I say guilt by association. Um, Atensai says Sachs is not on Epstein's flight log. He's not on the flight log, but he's in, the, he's in his little book. So um, there's there's that now. Um, well, there was the, of course the other issue that I wanted to discuss. The, the, so for people that are listening, I, I scheduled to do a stream with John last week, and we I wanted to talk to him about. Um, you've obviously been censored, so perhaps before we dive into the. <laughs> really contentious stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> why don't Why don't you just tell us what happened there and where people can find you now? Okay, so I, I you know, I had a, uh, a YouTube channel. We've read the documents. Almost got up to about ten thousand subscribers. You know, you've been on many times, Kevin. Uh, of course, the streams that we did together, I had to take down and put on other, other platforms. My Odyssey, but I digress there. Okay, so, um, but and so you know, I had no strikes at the time. I've gotten. They've came close, give me two strikes, you know, before many times, kind of like this give and take. But I'd gotten down to zero strikes. And I'd taken down my controversial videos that I was getting hits for. I was getting hits for my Finders videos and the research that I did on the Finders. I was getting hit uh, by any mention of James Alphontis. Uh, which of uh, Pizzagate fame, which mainly my streams about James Alphonsus was his relationship with David Brock and Tucker Carlson. So really, that's only what I really talked about. That the odd mention of Alphonsus here or there, uh, but I wasn't a primary researcher of Pizzagate because uh, I had a done long past before I had started my channel. But yet, any mention of Alphonsus would get you a strike for cyber stalking, harassment, and bullying. He had a whole team of going after. 
anytime his, his name was mentioned. So those streams I had done, you know, took off of my YouTube. I had a playlist of the finders on my Odyssey. So the streams that I would have gotten a hit, taken a hit from, uh, I'd pretty much had, as much as I hate to admit this, self-censored myself uh, and put them on Odyssey uh, and took them down off of YouTube. Most of my COVID streams, a lot of the streams that we had done together, uh, you know, I had had moved them a while ago uh, to Odyssey. So pretty much having no strikes, I didn't have anything left up. I had a, a few finder streams, but it was me going over documents, not giving too much commentary, and they seemed to be okay. I wasn't getting strikes on those. Uh, sorry, so I sorry, figured, I don't you know, want to sound two... a, a dummy, but the finders is the kid trafficking um, scandal. Uh, the human trafficking CIA operation, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, um, and so, you know, um, I, I had taken down most, I mean, Medicare, you know, had been getting strikes and people were going after Jim. So the finder stream that I did with Jim was one that I received a strike for. So a lot of those streams, I was getting strikes for cyber stalking, harassment and bullying. It was just um, no, you know, no reason why you're on YouTube. You know, they don't give you a reason. They don't say here at this specific moment, you said this and this is a violation of our, uh, you know, uh, uh, and conditions. policies. Uh, but no, instead, they would make it as ambiguous as they possibly could, right? With no explanation. You know how it is. Mm -mm. Um, and Painfully. so, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I was, uh, so I was, you know, I got a message on my phone uh, mid morning one day that said that my YouTube channel had been completely taken down for, for, for um, gross and numerous violations of threats of violence. Yeah. Well, now, me as pretty much as you can come Anabaptist, almost nonviolent Christian, I will retaliate if necessary in self-defense. But outside of that, no calls of violence from this dude. All right. So that was the first thing that caught my eye. And I was like, calls their attention to acts of violence. Uh, I mean, first of all, if that's truly, you know, what they were accusing me of, and I truly had made such uh, threats, which I didn't, but if I communicate true acts of violence with attention, uh, that actually violates the First Amendment of the Constitution uh, and becomes a criminal matter at that point, uh, which I had done no such thing, obviously. That's not me. Uh, so for them to make such a, a baseless accusation against me in such a strong-worded, uh, almost criminal manner— uh, what well, you know, that's that's disheartening. That's concerning, uh, you know, for them to specifically say that against me uh, when I've done no such thing, uh, nor would I do anything like that. Uh, and so, you know, the secondary thing they gave me was a standard cyber stalking, harassment and bullying. Right. But the acts of threat and the threats of violence were the main thing that they systematically took my channel down with no strikes. Well, I guess uh, all I can giving condolence dude at least you can get taken down for sexually titillating material <laughs> that's happened to me a bunch of times <laughs> well you know so every day i mean i did do one stream where i put up a simulated uh madonna uh, just to show that the kabbalah tree of life was coming out of her vagina on a nft token uh but i didn't get a strike for that uh, even though it was very disgusting and abhorrent and maybe I should not have shown that. I was kind of scrolling down the website and hadn't seen it at first. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what that is. You know, so it is what it is. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just uh, stunned that someone would pay for a, a 
birth birthed Kabbalah and she was tree. also birthing she was birthing more than just the Kabbalah tree she was also uh birthing uh uh robots as well there oh, were no, three she... different nfts uh that were co-signed by madonna by the way uh and so no i didn't get a ping for that uh i, I was not i didn't get put in timeout for that even though it's interesting that you got put in timeout for that because let's be real here do they really care about what's on youtube no there's horrendous things on youtube i mean mm -hmm. youtube has been caught uh you know having uh you know child pornography hosted on its platform just like twitter has i mm. mean let's be real here okay mm. so you know them leaving those such videos alone but coming after the good doctor well that's just trying to come after you by any means necessary the same thing they did to me yeah and look if, think what you want about elon musk but um Lord be praised that he's taken a big chunk out of the kiddie porn that was sort of rampant. All on... right. You ready to get controversial? Because I'm go I'm going to, to, to raise a controversial alarm about that already. You ready okay. for this? Okay. okay. <laughs> so he worked with Eliza Blue, who I do not trust, who came on the scene and was like, I'm a human trafficking survivor, but then started getting CMP clout with people like Tim Pohl which raised my radar immediately. And she also had, uh, when they dropped the Twitter files on the Truth and Safety Committee, which I couldn't have written it better myself, uh, Podesta, John right. Podesta's niece, <laughs> and Tony Podesta's uh, daughter, and Yael Roth. Okay, like, really? Really? Here, this is what we're going with? Okay? No. To the masses, I guess that's where we're going. Uh, but uh, they had uh, one of the leaders of NETMEC, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And uh, uh, you remember the, the, the John Walsh, Adam Walsh case? Uh, way back in the 80s where Adam Walsh was kidnapped and John Walsh and Noreen Gotch, who Johnny Gotch was kidnapped. They helped uh, found with Ronald Wilson Reagan, CMP Reagan. They found a neck mech back mm, in the day. Th this will be uh, an American folklore. Well, folklore, but... Okay, okay. So Megan Walsh, uh, John Walsh's daughter, is on Twitter right now blowing the whistle about the disappearance of her brother and about her father. And she has the same questions that I have with NetMEC, which works directly with the International Sitting Center of Missing and Exploited Children, Kevin. And that was directly founded by the witch herself, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Now, who is going to take over policing now since there's no humans involved with policing? Now, granted, those humans were flawed. The, the humans that were put forth by Jack Dorsey. Let's not forget who Jack Dorsey is. And I would raise, let's not forget who Elon Musk is. But um, what are they going to, you know, humans are valuable. Okay. We had a Podesta. We had Yao Roth up there. Okay. So humans are they're valuable, Kevin. So let's put in Microsoft Photo ID, which is what NECMEC uses, where they store many, 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 I don't know how many images of child porn that they uh, uh, crawl the internet for. Who's watching The Watchmen? Okay, all this store of child porn that NECMEC has, supposedly, so they can match it to missing kids to see if they've been trafficked, supposedly, allegedly. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, um, you have Microsoft Photo ID that's bringing them all of that information, the artificial intelligence, okay? 
And it just so hold that Elon Musk is going to use AI, and it looks like he's going to partner with NetMech, and he's going to use Microsoft Photo ID to clean up Twitter. Now, to me, I don't think it's going to happen. And I've been researching... Uh, Are you such a buzzkill, dude? I know I am. That's <laughs> what I do. I am a buzzkill. That's my job. You can call me John Buzzkill Brisson. No half measures, Kevin. No half measures. When you have me on, I go all the way. Yeah, all I know. Right? That's, what, that's why I bring you on, dude. <laughs> I crush everybody's hopes and dreams because there are no heroes. Right. There ain't none. <laughs> but, so, but yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now. And um, Well, I'll, 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 I'll do this then. I'll just constrain my joy that um, a degenerate like the old Roth has been publicly exposed in in the manner no, i'm fine with that i have no issue with that whatsoever that should happen mm. he is a absolute degenerate and a filth back mm. okay uh and you know i am enjoying the giggles that i'm getting on twitter right now i mean that is one good thing and you know people some people that aren't part of this are getting their accounts restored like you the good doctor mm. so i have no issue with that whatsoever there's going to be some good that comes out of it. nothing's 100 percent bad or evil and nothing's 100 percent good or evil that's masonic duality in that regard and so no i don't trust elon musk as far as i can throw a brick that doesn't mean that there's going to be completely bad in everything that has been going on right now with these shenanigans mm. i admit that wow um <laughs> Glad we can find some joy in the uh, in the black pills. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're in burning down mode right now, so you know. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, the well, like I say, I've I've been under such intense censorship for well, right from the beginning, really, and just to, you know, it's like giving a thirsty man a drop of water in the desert, right? <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> anything <laughs> so and and like you i'm um it, it's funny watching all these blue check marks come out um railing at how terrible twitter is now become yet still staying on the platform and um doing you know <laughs> hypocrisy be damned <laughs> they're just they're tweeting away um and so yeah i get i get a frisson of joy out of watching yeah, that. I, 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 get, I get some laughs too okay i'm not gonna say that i don't all of them them saying they're leaving twitter is like when all of them said they're going to canada right <laughs> same thing right <laughs> the same thing well um but just on that point um there's a number of the uh the original sort of zoonosis pushers have quit twitter in the last sort of 48 hours so i know um uh, Christian Anderson, his his account's been band abandoned, and Eddie Holmes has abandoned his account in the last twenty four hours as well. And oh, some wins is are we going to lose Peter Hotez? Is, is Hotez <laughs> I'm not, gone? I'm not sure, but um, he was he was screeching because of uh, Elon's statement that his pronouns are prosecute and fauci something. yeah i saw <laughs> <laughs> and um anytime hotel squirms i get a little happy i have to bet yeah it yeah. is what it is I, I really can't stand that guy and the but i don't see him surrendering the ground um anytime soon unfortunately but um hilariously enough fat angie rasmussen put up a poll 
saying should she stay on Twitter now it's become a cesspit of misinformation etc and um, I'm hoping that <laughs> that poll was overwhelming I'm blocked I couldn't vote but the, uh, the, the the thing that sort of strikes me is the these people that were given this very very unfair advantage with respect to you know what's supposed to be this public square right of debate of bring bring your evidence and um we'll talk it out and um yeah and as as soon as there's a, a, a slight bit of resistance and, and you know things not going their way they're legging it like that and i i guess it's just indicative of the um the, the lack of spine that these people have it's just privilege and nepotism that's put them into those positions and so yeah good riddance i say so anyway um it's uh well you got before we really get into the uh meat and potatoes is there any other um points you want to bring up odyssey right you should mention odyssey is where you yes i am odyssey i've been there ever since they allow you to back up your youtube channel that's where you could find me now as we've read the documents i'm uploading all my streams to odyssey um and i want to see say hey to jigs in the chat it's good to see you mm. uh jigs it's good to see i hope you're doing well um and uh yeah i'm still on odyssey i'm still on twitter for the time being you know i'm going after elon musk so lord knows how long that's gonna last uh, <laughs> um uh so i probably i'm actually probably gonna get banned off of twitter probably um and i mean it is what it is you know i mean eventually look the censorship's gonna get so bad through all angles that people who are telling the truth will eventually have no platform to tell the truth on it's yeah. happening like there, there's no there you can't get around it yeah I, I i would say the sort of twitter change is is an aberration that's gonna be short-lived and the you know the controls that they're putting into place are, are ever ever more encompassing and the topics that you can talk about will become more more strict and woe betide you should you try and um speak up about kitty diddlers holding positions of influence over billion dollar organizations which is what which is what we do have right <laughs> um politicians and business leaders yeah and a lot of people don't like like to talk about it and you know, it's going to be more and more that way. I mean, look at Sam, Sam Bakeman Freed and FTX, right? Uh, who's now claiming in court that the reason why he went down is because of my anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 you know, we all knew the Democrat donors and everything like that. But when they started talking about the RNC and the Republican donors, the only one that was named was Mitch McConnell and Sam Bankman Freed was singing like a canary. I funded the Republicans just as much as I funded the Democrats. And that got memory holding into existence. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, I'll just, uh, for the anti-Semitism um, canard, I would always say, hashtag they always come through, always. 
It's, yes, it's true. We'll bring back a classic. Uh, but that's exactly what happened. Was my, I can't when I saw that I said no. There's no no. That's too much. It's just too much. No, he said my anti-Semitism. So. Mm. Yeah, it's just it's just the reflex to play on um, victimhood, and um, people fall for it again and again and again, and yeah, you know, and then and then they wonder why you have uh, Joel Roths in uh, positions of power the way that they are. Um, they look. Say what you like about them. <laughs> They've got one thing nailed down: that in-group preference thing, right? They 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 look after their own, right? And they'll grease the wheels. And you know, I keep saying to everyone, um, learn from them, and you know, screw the diktats from you know HR departments. Make sure it's your brother or your cousin getting that job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, do do everything that you can. Um, I, I I don't feel. Well, it's not a fair playing field. To begin with, so you know why why should you why should you encumber yourself with rules that they don't play by. So let's 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 get into let's get into a subject that's going to make me as popular as venereal disease in the brothel house. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> So um, I, I thank you for pointing me to the uh, stream that you did. I had I had watched it before, um, so it was it was good to good to get a refresher. So yeah, I rewatched it as well. There's actually a few things that I had forgotten, mm, and you know it's quite uh, how should we say? I, 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 again, I, I'm I, I'm. I don't want to be too much on the guilt by association train per se, but um, he wasn't just in the black books. He was on the flight logs <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> so let, give us a breakdown, dude. Let's let's start at the All beginning. Right, so so I guess one last thing is, is my final video that I did before my channel got completely taken down was a video of me discussing Whitney Webb, who Whitney Webb is now working directly with RFK Jr. and the Children's Health Defense and spoke at the recent conference that he had in Tennessee. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so my video was calling out Whitney Webb, who went on Patrick Bet David's YouTube channel, Valuetainment. And in her interview, she downplayed Trump's sexual connections and pedophilia to... Uh, um, uh, to Jeffrey Epstein completely uh, and pretty much equated it to financial crimes uh, that the two were involved in, which I've done numerous streams. I'm not going to talk about this, uh, you know, in depth right now of Trump's connections to Epstein uh, and the um, Katie Johnson claims that Whitney Webb, the stern Epstein researcher that she is, can't even say Katie Johnson out of her mouth. Uh, but, um, you know, but what really got to me was she goes, oh, there's just. There's just one. There's just there's just one one picture of RFK Jr. and uh, uh, um, and and Jeffrey Epstein and Glay Maxwell out there. It's just just one. Just one. It's one few. One few. Uh, that's about it. There's that. That's about it. And it was it it was that. It was that that really got me angry. Because that's a bold-faced lie. And the head Epstein researcher. The so-called head Epstein researcher who wrote this book for Try and Day Publishing 
Well, should have known better. Should have known better. Because the stuff on RFK Jr. really wasn't that difficult to find. And I'm pretty sure they've deleted some of it off the internet now. Um, uh, you know, I, there's probably more out there in the past. They've done their best to kind of clean it up a little bit, and I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, is, making, isn't that disturbing uh, just right now that the, the search engines have just become crippled? Mm-hmm, uh, and mm-hmm. um, it's very, very difficult to... Well, I, I, I don't know if you, there was this sort of clip doing the rounds where literally you, you, you'll get sort of five pages of results uh, curated results and then it's just repetition after repetition after sort of like three four pages of the um the, the regular search and um the problem is is that we've become so dependent on on those technologies that anyone being able to mess with them can sit can do serious harm to the actual historical record and that concerns me a lot. Me too as well. How much information has been memory hold for us to never see, be seen again? For example, in the finders, there was... Uh, everybody knows of Ramon J. Martinez's U.S. Customs report, but through me talking with his partner, Robert Harold, Robert Harold's report used to be on Usenet and the old uh, databases back in the day all over the internet. But by my generation of researchers had come come upon trying to look after the finders, especially during the mid to late 2010s, had already gone completely off the internet. Now, Robert Harold knows, knows a thing or two about IT. That's what he was doing for the Customs Department. He had a computer shop after he retired out of the United States Customs Department. We went to go look for his old report, and it's completely off the face of the earth and does not exist anymore at all period okay uh and so they are scrubbing things left and right and it's not very difficult to do um and so we know most of the stuff that we have on rfk jr uh is preserved um and i'm going to go through the evidence that i have uh however i will say that there are probably some things that were not uh cataloged um, because um, they had had scrubbed it during the Epstein uh, information coming out and coming into fruition, you know, mid to late 2010s. Um, and uh, so there's probably some stuff that's lost to the ether uh, that will never be revealed. Um, and there's probably some stuff out there um, that uh, has not been found yet. There's a Twitter account called Hash Tigray Daylight. I want to give a shout out to Hash underscore Tigray on Twitter. Uh, whoever that account is, they've done excellent research um, on 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 RFK Jr.'s numerous connections to Jeffrey Epstein and has digged up stuff that even I had not come across. Um, and yeah. so I want to give a, a shout out to that account uh, for the research that, that they have done. In the chat, and I'll put it up here as well. I have to sort of curate two chats at the moment um but uh yeah um the the link is out there and um yeah the the sad thing is is um at the press of a button um that's just a twitter account right and um short of having some ninja skills i mean we do have some available but them sort of being able to squelch uh, that sort of information. Um, <laughs> people listening, go and archive that. 
Fred, Fred Reader, Fred uh, un Unroll or whatever that function is, and download it as a PDF and um, try try and get your hands on as much of this information as possible. Be my advice. Um, so, ha Kevin, have you heard of the claims that Ghislaine Maxwell and Robert Maxwell specifically wanted Ghislaine to marry a Kennedy? Um, I, only through discussing it with you, I'd never heard of that before, but, um... Okay. Yeah, there was news that that came out in many media reports that that was the case, and supposedly there were rumors that likely have been confirmed that Ghislaine Maxwell and JFK Jr. actually had had, had sexual escapades together. <laughs> Ugh, what a haverdine. I wouldn't touch it with, uh... <laughs> God. Um, do, do you have uh, clips and photos and evidence to hand? Can we do a sort of share desktop? Uh, yeah, I, I got some of it up. I'd have to uh, have to go back and find some of it while I'm speaking, but I should be able to do it. My video has it pretty much categorized pretty much on everything. Mm. Uh, but I guess where we can start with first uh, is in Jeffrey Epstein. Now, there's two black books that were released. One was the first one that was released that was found by... Uh, Nick Bryant, or Nick Bryant had a hand in uh, bringing it to public attention. Of course, Nick Bryant was the author of um, the uh, Franklin scandal, a uh, well-known uh, pedocracy uh, researcher. Um, and uh, and so that was the first black book, which I believe, if I remember correctly, it was given to, to Gawker. Right? I think so. Um, and, but there was another one that was later published by The Insider, and that was here recently in the past few years. Now, our, uh, RFK Jr. and um, his ex-wife, Mary Richardson, which I'll discuss Mary Richardson and her alleged um, uh, suicide, murder, Quite unquote. Uh, a little bit later on. Okay. Uh, but, um, but yeah, and, uh, you know, they're both located in uh, both uh, black books. Um, and also the supposed Rolodex that um, Epstein uh, had too as well. Uh, and there are numerous numbers. I'll get you the link for the black book right now. Uh, yep. But you can take a look. Um, this is the one. This was Nick Bryant, so I'll put it in the Discord link. Um, and if you scroll down to page... Or south of Batai's. It should be a little bit easier for me to find it here. It's going a little bit too far. I do have a page number 30. All right. uh, you will see uh, numerous um, numbers for Bobby and Mary Kennedy, which would be RFK Jr. and Mary Richardson. Uh, and uh, so you have. Uh, numerous home number, work number, emails, emergency numbers, emergency contact numbers, which, of course, is um, Carrie Cuomo, who would be Carrie Kennedy, who married the Andrew Cuomo, uh, who uh, is RFK Jr.'s sister. Uh, and that is how actually RFK Jr. met Mary Richardson, which was through Carrie Kennedy and Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, incestuous web, man. So Cuomo, I mean, Andrew Cuomo is not our guy, right? 
I, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a fair assumption, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew Cuomo was married to Carrie Kennedy, and Carrie Kennedy was RFK Jr.'s sister. And Andrew Cuomo and Carrie Kennedy knew uh, Epstein and Glenn Maxwell. But I would argue not as well as Bobby Kennedy and Mary Kennedy, because as you can see in the Black Book and other evidence that I'm going to discuss this evening, uh, there are only a few numbers for... Cuomo and Carrie Kennedy. There are numerous numbers for Bobby and Mary Kennedy, so much so more than any member of the Kennedy family. I mean, you have Senator Edward Kennedy, you have Senator Tim Kennedy Jr., you have Ethel Kennedy herself, you have Joe Kennedy, so you have the Kennedy dynasty in the Black Book. Um, and also, as most people like to point out about the Clintons, uh, the Clintons' uh, numbers and names do not exist in the Black Book. However, I will say that Doug Band, who was advisor under Bill Clinton and ran the, you know, helped run the Clinton White House when Bill Clinton was in um, power as president of these United States of America. Uh, of course, a lot of people say that you know he was ran by Hillary herself. But uh, you know, Doug Band is in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book, and of course, you know, Bill Clinton also uh, flew no numerous times in the Lead Express, uh, as well as the possibility that Jeffrey Epstein had helped found the Clinton Foundation. Uh, so I'm, I've done shows on the numerous ties between uh, the Clintons and Epstein and Glenn Maxwell, which do exist. Uh, but I would uh, make the argument that just as many connections uh, between uh, the Clinton isn't, dynasty. Isn't, isn't there a photo of Maxwell, at, um, the daughter of the Clintons at her wedding? You that would be Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea, yes, yeah. it would be. Yeah. You see her sort of poking out, trying to sort of photo bomb the... Uh, the shot, but um, yeah, I, I I don't think there's any controversy in in saying that they they are linked with Clintons. Um, I, I again, what what I would like to perhaps sort of establish here is, you know, there's okay, you might be in a a dress book, right? Because look, the that high, uh, you know, that level of the hierarchy are always going to be sort of bumping into each other and always looking for... But do they help you meet your wife, though? Uh, well, this is this is what I wanted to get to, is that, okay, so you, you've got address books, and then, you know, then there's how much is that social act, uh, interaction just merely pleasantries and cordialities at official functions versus, um, you know, more more and more entanglement and... Um, more and more um, socializing to the point that it's it's not just professional acquaintances it's becoming personal um, friendships and and you know go, go on from there and um, I think that's the important metric that people need to sort of keep in mind uh, during this conversation Okay, I agreed. Next, I have documentation of Epstein's handyman, Juan Lisi, uh, during the deposition that he gave to Bradley Edwards, who was one of the lawyers for Virginia, for, for Virginia Roberts Griffey, uh, the, the alleged Epstein victim, uh, um, where he talks about guests 
and this is before RFK Jr. was famous. It's not like you're talking about him now, okay? This was many, many, many years ago. And so they ask him, okay, so did you see any guests? Did you see any celebrities over there? So he starts naming people. So, of course, he names Prince Andrew, obviously, and he names Trump. Never, sir. One of the- How dare you, the royal family? I won't have them impugned. Shocking. <laughs> but one of the people he names is Robert Kennedy Jr., and he names, he names Alan Dershowitz, but he doesn't name the Clintons. Maybe he was. But just he petrified. does mention that he met he he does mention that they met him met, met they they met him on uh, the plane, Lolita uh, Express, but not actually at Epstein's Palm Beach estate. So our, Robert Kennedy Jr. was frequent enough. Now Trump, you could argue, had a kind of neighbors, right? But Kennedy had to fly from New England down to Palm West Palm Beach. Right. Enough for Juan Alisi to realize he's seen him around. Right, because Mar-a-Lago is, what is it, the same neighborhood that Epstein's little um, Viper Den was. I, I'm presuming yes. that they were pretty close. So, um, But maybe that should just cast... Uh, <laughs> Questions on to why is uh, why Mar-a-Lago? Why there? No, no other nice places in the U.S. to build golf courses. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Of course, they supposedly had their friendship on the outs because of the battle over the Abe Gossman estate. Um, but you know that's another discussion for another time. Uh, now there were two times that we know of a possible third that RFK Jr. flew on the Elite Express. Now there was uh, he uh, there was one of his friends that he did his Ring of Fire show with. I don't remember the gentleman's names offhand. I can get it for you. I talk about him in my stream, where even his friend is like, "Wait a minute, my friend RFK Jr. was on the Lolita Express," and he said he called up RFK Jr. to get explanation. Right, yeah. and RFK Jr.'s explanation was with the reason, and, and this time it was his. He only flew once. Okay, but there's. Two almost within a span of a month. And he said he flew and then flew back. Like it was like a round trip over, you know, a day or two-ish, you know. But that's not the case when you look at the flight logs. Okay. And it's also been shown that Mary Richardson, his, you know, his his, his wife who's deceased, uh, his ex-wife, um, uh, you know, that she flew by herself with Jeffrey Epstein on, on the Lydia Express. And I actually think Richardson was friends with Ghislaine and Epstein. Now, was she part of the more nefarious aspects of Epstein? I don't know. I can talk to maybe why RFK Jr. is in a minute in his private diaries of how much of a degenerate he was. Um, but, you know, with oh, her... <laughs> Let's you know, hear this. Which diaries? <laughs> Uh, the private diaries that have been leaked about, that have been leaked and have been written about of how much of a, a philanderer he was. Uh, I mean, so many women, uh, and some of them uh, possibly. Late teens, early twenties ish. You know, um, <laughs> I just say on the on the uh, on the border there, <laughs> on the cusp. And numerous, numerous times, we're talking about numerous times, he cheated on Mary Richardson. And, you know, not to disparage RFK Jr.'s character any further, because maybe he's 
not a flangerer anymore. He's, you know, married to Cheryl Hines now from um, Curb Your Enthusiasm thing. Um, mm. But, you know, um, he, I, I mean, I've, married. I, I, I would just add, you know, having a Kennedy after your name, I would imagine you've just got women hurling panties at you. Wherever you go, it must be. It must. And, be. And, and I mean, his dad. His dad got murdered, mm. assassinated, right? Mm. So that's got to have some effect on you, no matter who you are. You know, I'm not. I'm not discounting that. Mm. Um, but you know, I will say that I was. I'm reading a book. I'm not done with it right now, which I guess is another side. Is RFK Jr. Uh, Robert Kennedy F Kennedy Jr. and the Dark Side of the Dream by Jerry Oppenheimer. And it points a very sordid history of RFK Jr. of drug use when he was young and being groomed by this homosexual the Kennedy family kept, even though his dad, you know, uh, did not like homosexuality at all. And supposedly JFK may have had a homosexual affair with this this guy that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen those pictures of um, JFK with his, uh, I say, best buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I forgot the guy's name, but um, some some of those pictures, man, are just <laughs> cringe-inducing when when you see them. And uh, Kirk Kirk Lamone, uh is the guy's name. That's but uh, Kirk Lamone was looking after R.F. Kennedy Jr. when he was like in middle to high school. Yeah. Like Ethel Kennedy was like, I need you to take care of my boy. RFK, you know, is 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 Venice is dead, and you know this man supposedly is has a homosexual crush in his fifties on an adolescent RFK Jr. Uh, it's I, I, it's sick. Um, I'm I'm finding the name Lem Billings for John. Well, that that was his nickname was Lem. Um, that was, that was his, 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 his nickname was Lim, but his real name was Kirk uh, Lamone. And, uh, yeah, um, some of these pictures, man, are just sketchy as, <laughs> they, were, they were mild. That was People so, Magazine. Supposedly, suppose, supposedly they exchanged, um... They they exchanged uh, time with each other, and it wasn't gay because uh, they gave each other favors, and uh, that's the way JFK looked at it. Um, I guess that's one way of putting it. That's why. Uh, <laughs> that's why we tried to hold to rule one, sir. Rule one. <laughs> Oh boy, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm so so there is a lot in this book about the so-called rumors, and I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, which I, I just didn't come out of the blue with these rumors. You know, I wasn't like one day was like, you know, is RFK Jr. allegedly involved with the so-called suicide of his ex-wife Mary Richardson, right? Like, you know, like I understand if I very rarely shoot from the hip as much as I possibly can. You know, I'm not going to make broad-based allegations, especially against someone like RFK Jr. and be like, he murdered Mary Richardson, you know, with, you know, uh, without like any like basis of why I think allegedly it may have happened or he drove her to suicide. And so there are allegations, and I talk about it in the stream that I did, uh, you know, um, 
you know, from this, you know, biography that I'm reading right now, this Oppenheimer biography. And of course, and I understand the Daily Hilda Beast, I get it, okay, but uh, the Daily Beast did write an article about it when this was all over the tabloids, and this is before Children's Health Defense was big and, and all that stuff. Like, this is before what's happening now, okay, so when people, when they were reporting all this, so you can take that out of it, okay? People are like, well, they just are after him because of his, you know, um, his, his, his being against vaccines, which RFK really isn't against vaccines if you've ever listened to him, okay? But Sorry to derail this, nor... but I've got just this that's comment, here, 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 comment in the chat. It's just from Good Doggy. It's not gay if you don't swallow. <laughs> I mean, that's what JFK said. I mean, I it's mean, not I true. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's not directly what he said, but that's what he was alleging is if you're getting good time favors from a, another uh your friend there's nothing wrong with that now I, I, you know as a christian conservative uh that you're a homo all right you're homosexual all right you repent and come to god if you're giving your best friend favors okay it's gay all right but yeah. you know whatever but um uh, I heard that. I'd never heard it before. I was like, well, okay, I it, it is what it is, you know? I mean, well, boy. Um, but uh, I'm trying to find the actual quote in here that was from the Richardson's, Richardson family, where Mary Richardson's, I think, sister uh, pretty much, you know, says to RFK Jr., you killed my sister. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get any point, more point blank, point blank than that, Kevin. Like, am I missing something? Um, now, it, it, there's that... a possibility he drove her, drove her to suicide. Yeah, I mean that's that's the. Is that what she's meaning? That he was such a such a cad, that um, he uh, he neglected her and um, she. I, I don't know. I, I, there's no justification for taking your life in my. Confronting so... Kennedy, Nan Richardson said, "You killed my uh, my sister." So and and I mean the, the the narrative changed. She was found in a barn because she loved horses, but then she was found in a garage. The narrative starts getting a little murky. I'm gonna do a future stream on this. They kind of changed a little bit of what happened over time as the narrative rewrite as they do with most stories. You know, um, but it, you know it is it is interesting because Mary Richardson. Well, you know she did supposedly allegedly turned to alcohol to cope with uh you know rfk's philandering and drug use um you know and i i maybe that it maybe that's what drove her i mean like to, to drug use are we uh what we're talking a, a few spliffs here and there or what? oh no we're talking about heavy drug use <laughs> he's just railing uh lines off hookers heavy <laughs> drugs psychedelics and hard drugs ah, yes. look i won't have a word said against psychedelics but uh look once once you're uh wolf of wall street in uh hookers and uh doing blow off their backsides um... but he's better now okay he's better now he's better now all right <laughs> allegedly supposedly uh even though the things that were said about his previous wife even to mary richardson uh black uh were not good things either so maybe he's changed for cheryl hines maybe he's a totally different person for all we know i'm not going to say that's not possible however however 
He did attend a party at Glenn Maxwell's house in the mid-2010s with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they're looking all chummy and buddy-buddy together. Yeah, if you have those that's photos. After, that's, after, that's after the uh, the, the, the honeymoon. Mm. You know, the honeymoon sweetheart deal of Epstein and Epstein serving as prison time. Mm. All right, way after that. Yeah, do you have um, a link I for those photos? photos? Those photos are pretty easy to find. Give me a minute, I'll get them. Yeah, because those are... Uh... <laughs> Well, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson was, uh, he was on the Lolita Express, right? A few times. I don't uh, remember offhand, was he? I, I think so. There was a whole bunch that of... That doesn't surprise me if that's the case. Um, many, many scientists, high-profile scientists, were um, being courted by Epstein's. And the, you know, I, I don't think we should... Well, it, you know, it's something I've spoke about in the past and, you know, it, it comes up when people talk about Metabiota and um, Nathan Wolf sort of thanking Jeffrey Epstein in the acknowledgements of his book. And, you know, they were they, they penetrated heavily into academia and we can speculate as to the, the reasons why. Um, but, you know... I sent you one of the pictures. Oh, okay. I'm working on the one with Neil deGrasse Tyson. But I, I do think um, transhumanism um, was a big, um, big driver in their sort of ideology. And uh, there we go. So New York, June 5th, UN diplomat. I say that, Polita. Is that uh -huh. picture right? Is that picture right there in the bottom left hand side? You see RFK Jr. front and center, right there. June fifth, two thousand fourteen, at Glenn Maxwell's residence. Uh, I don't think it's the right link, dude. No, that's it. That's a picture right there. I'm about to show you Neil deGrasse Tyson. There's another picture. Give me a minute. It's the same event. Yeah, I, re I, re I recognize the horrid color scheme. <laughs> and here art. is the picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson and RFK Jr. sitting on the same. Uh, uh, I'd have to get the rest of the pictures up, but it's the same event. And in the conclusion to our show, the Beacon Fit in New York City, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Yuzi Merman navigate the waters of greed, bad science, and a lack of basic understanding about water. Isn't that the famous actor Jason Sedaris? Sadukas? Yeah, it's him. I didn't know. He, I'd forgotten he was there, or I must have missed that picture. I don't have a good picture without a banner over it. I have to go down. Um, but it's, it's interesting that they're talking about water with Gislaine's, uh, what was a pet project, Terramar, right? Star and, Talk Live, Water World, yep. <laughs> I could make inappropriate jokes about what type of, uh, water sports they were into, but... <laughs> oh, no, Kevin! <laughs> <laughs> Not good ones, let's say that. <laughs> Well, I find them funny. I don't know whether other people would, but <laughs> but yeah, they're, well, they're, they Maxwell, all. Well, Glenn Maxwell, there's probably kids involved, so. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> just uh, temp- kind of changes things a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Temp- temper the uh, temper the, the lurid humor. Do you have the ones where where you can sort of see that there, there are some pictures of that where at that event? There where... were ones more that I shown on my stream that I did. I can't find them offhand right now, but they they are out there. If with, not, with, they are with Jids Lane and sort of yeah. Uh, um... <laughs> And all of them, yes. Yeah, sitting very provocatively, I must say. Um, so, uh, this this isn't all that you covered in in that stream. Obviously, there were um, the fashion events and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the- there were the fashion events that they had been together with. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention. I guess on Lulu Express, real quick. The 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 thing. I guess to circle back on that. The thing that he said to his the friend that, that has family. The reason why they flew on the Lulu Express was because they went fossil digging. Hmm. What a euphemism. That's literally what he said. Uh, and lied because he said he only it was a round trip and he only went once where the flight log said he's been it's been more than once. So he lied about that too as well. Even though uh Lawrence Visalski, uh Jeffrey Epstein's pilot, when uh again Bradley Edwards directly asked about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to him to get more information, he said, Oh, I never I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I saw I saw Maxwell. I'm not Maxwell. Um, uh, the Clintons. I saw the Clintons, uh, but I, 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 I saw Prince Andrew, but I never saw RFK Jr., which we know that's a flat-out lie. Um, and so there's that aspect. I do want to at least say that where the pilot denies it, but the flight logs say otherwise. And we don't have all the flight logs either, Kevin. I do want to make that known mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we do not have all of them. Um, and so there is that. Um, also, there was a photo that did show up, and I think I sent it to you, that Glay Maxwell appeared at Mary Richardson's funeral. Did you send me that? Let me... Yes, I did, right here. is um maybe she's uh rubbing her hands thinking she's in with a chance for a kennedy again <laughs> i mean now you do you want the cat i got uh here's the academy of art photo of them all being together go send it but I, I mean, you know, the 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 take home here is that these are not casual acquaintances, not just um, meeting at the. These are them going to a benefit and sitting at a table together. I mean, going to someone's funeral that you're supposedly a friend of, friend of the family. Okay, so I can make out um, Epstein there. And I guess that's a young R. That's Bobby and Mary Richardson right there. Bobby's covered up, but you can see him clear as day. Mm. The same table. He's just dead. 
And by the way, we also learned that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and the Kennedy family, but especially RFK, is extremely good friends with Alan Morton Dershowitz. They both said in themselves in a podcast that they discussed vaccine mandates for COVID and the COVID vaccines in a stream they did together debating it. Oh, yes, that was in your um, uh, your stream. That was uh, what's that show? Valuetainment, right? And um, I, the bit that sort of st stood out to me was uh, him saying that he was. He 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 almost worked with RFK's father. There was a mm -hmm. and and so yeah, that it sort of established that there was this long, long history between Dershowitz and um, the Kennedys. And yeah, you, you, I'm sort of left with the um, control both sides of the aisle type thinking when you're having those two discuss the merits and demerits and if i if i remember i, I can custom my mind back to the time dershowitz was going around basically saying that um they can mandate vaccines under federal law if i understood correctly and there was precedent for that from uh, the sort of early 1900s going way back and um you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that um, that clip really sort of says that the well beyond the sort of hint at sort of historical relationships. Um, it kind of it 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 didn't, in my mind, provide concrete evidence that they were chummy chummy at that particular time. Now. Um, I'm happy for you to it, disabuse me of that notion. I would disagree with you that only because they say that they are, and they say that they're still friends to the, the – they say that they're friends during that – like, Almer and Dershowitz is like, we're really good, you know, like, he's talking about how good of friends they are. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't about his father and – No, it was directly talking about RFK Jr. Oh, I understood it to be uh, the father, but – um, he briefly talks on uh, Robert Kennedy first and that he served under him, but mm. then they literally both confirm that they're really good friends. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, uh, literally, all the top-ranking... Well, e Epstein's circle is all orbiting around RFK Jr. And... That should be of concern, I would say. Considering, considering that you know this isn't operating in a vacuum. We know that Epstein's of that network, that ring. I think you know to, to just say it's one man and his silly bint sidekick is naive. That you know they're obviously the public face of a very dark and deep network. Um, but he's. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess the conclusion I, I would come to again is uh, the dark conclusion is that um, he, he knows a lot more than he's he's letting on with respect to this. And circles. I guess the new deposition that I just found 
Juan Alisi further confirmed in 2016 when asked again in a released uh, declassification of Grafri versus Dershowitz uh um in january 4 of 2022 again he reaffirms before asking me about jeffrey epstein speaking to celebrities of the house attorney for jane doe 102 asked me about john luke brunell mark epstein daniel estes matt groaning because we know that virginia roberts griffey gave a foot massage to matt groaning created the simpsons simpsons and leslie wexner i then listed senator mitchell prince andrew just the people he talked about during that original deposition they had given Princess Sarah Ferguson, Miss Yugoslavia, Miss Germany, Alan Dershowitz, Princess Diana's secretary with her children, Mr. Trump, Mr. Robert Kennedy Jr., Frederick Fayekay, and a couple of Nobel Prize winners of celebrities I've seen working for Mr. Epstein. So he remembered Robert F. Kennedy Jr. again enough to mention him a second time. Jesus. It's so dark, bro. So I mean, I... <sighs> I'm pretty sure more can be found. Um, I, I, I'm, I would have no doubt. I mean, you'd have to. I'd be interested in sort of trying to find more sort of early photographs like this one on the screen. Um, but then again, how much? You know, that's 1994. It's so long ago now as well. I mean, that's. How long had Epstein been doing his thing? Uh, also, here's an another picture of Glenn Maxwell at Robert Kennedy's Riverkeeper Alliance, hosted by fashion designer Nicole Miller in April 2007. So again, water-themed, right? Right. There she is. Um, I have to admit, she doesn't look that healthy in that picture. It looks, uh, maybe it's not the best, but um, I don't know. When did she die? When did who die? Isn't that Richardson in the picture next to Maxwell? Um... No, that's I don't think so. No, that's someone else. Oh, okay. Um, that's Maxwell at one of RFK Jr.'s benefits. Yeah, so so we can go back to nineteen ninety four, and we've got constant data points up till when was that party? Two thousand fourteen. Yes. When did he start working for Children's Health Defense? I'd have to look. I want to say it was around then. It found in 2016. It was first founded under the name World Mercury Project in 2011. So, um... What, what your assessment but is, is this a sort of infiltration of that group um you know <laughs> the concerning thing is that it's centered around children <laughs> that's the first uh thing that should be raising alarm bells uh 
Wow. My my concern is, is any point in given time, the world order could pull the pin on Kennedy and dump all this stuff about his connections to Epstein and all the efficacy that he's supposedly doing now would all be washed out to sea at that point. Is that fair? Uh, for sure. I mean, I mean, the evidence is there. Uh, and, you know, we could... You can you can only presume what's on those hard drives that were being shifted on mass out of Epstein's residence a couple of years back. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm sort of trying to run through through permutations in my mind of um, is it is it a case of you know he was. He didn't know. He was just, it was just part of that circle. Not this, there's too, it's just too much. There's just too much. They were friends. How could he not know? He was friends with Maxwell and Epstein. And on top of that, so was JFK Jr. And JFK Jr. had sexual relations with Maxwell. Allegedly. Allegedly. Ugh. And Robert Maxwell wanted her to marry a Kennedy. Which would be the American dynasty merging with the Israeli dynasty. Right. Right. I'm lost for words, bro. <laughs> I, literally, I literally am. Um, I mean, there's probably more. We just have to keep digging, you know? I mean, I don't know how much more could be found. Well, the, but... you know, I, I guess I guess what people will say is that um, he's, he's, he's got nothing to do with child trafficking etc yeah but they'll hang but they'll hang people for less that have been around epstein for far less they're ready to i mean i talked about it in my stream is for they'll, 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 they'll be ready to send people to gitmo being involved for epstein for far less when there's so many connections between epstein and maxwell and rfk jr that the only reason why they're overlooking at it is because of him being a part of children's health defense. If it wasn't for that, no one would overlook this. I wonder, I wonder how much that charity is sort of, you know, the network that Epstein and Maxwell were part of hasn't gone away. I wonder, I wonder how much they're sort of plumbing these charities for victims. I guess. I'd say probably quite a lot, right? But we don't know. I'm going to go back and see if I can find more. I'm going to do more streams. I'm going to expose this as much as I possibly can. And it is pretty unpopular. A lot of people have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as a hero. They have the Kennedys, you know, in, 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 you know, kind of like rose-tinted glasses of Camelot. But it's simply just not true. I guess... Look, as as an American... Uh, as a non-American, I don't... 
fully understand the Kennedy dynasty. Obviously, the father um, being assassinated and, you know, was that Israelis because of Demona and weapons inspections? Maybe, maybe, because it's as good a reason as any. Um, but from my limited understanding, perhaps you can um, educate me somewhat. So where did they come from as a sort of family that was considered of renowned and um, reputation? What, what was the... Oh, I mean, that would be because of JFK. Um, I mean, but, but for, he, the, for the... But prior to JFK... Well, the, um, prior I'm, to JFK, you had you had his 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 father, who was known to be mobbed up. Uh, Joe Kennedy Sr. was known to be you know in with the mob, and that may have been led to why JFK won the election in the first place. I mean, if I remember about Joe Kennedy, he was uh, somewhat well, somewhat well known um, uh, businessman and, and, and politician. Um, but the Kennedy family really didn't get their major prominence until JFK. Um, kind of RFK also being in the government with JFK, right? Um, but I mean, his you know his father, you know Joe Kennedy, though he was in uh, government. Uh, United States government, uh, I believe during the, I want to say FDR administration, I think, um, it was a businessman, um, you know, he, he, if I remember correctly, he, he had some alliance with Joe McCarthy, uh, Senator Joe Joseph McCarthy, and I know that RFK Sr. didn't like Roy Cohn. Now, it may have been a political reason why he didn't like Roy Cohn, or it may have been because Roy Cohn was a homosexual. Well, that doesn't seem a problem in the Kennedy family, looking at... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, JFK Lem, may not have What been was his name, Lem? But maybe it was a problem for RFK, you know. Right. Maybe, maybe not, right? But, you know? Um, you know... Just as a outsider to this, you know, my, you know, what was sort of drummed into me was that um, JFK was a war hero. Um, he he did, mm -hmm. he, you know, it's not like he was behind a desk or anything. He was uh, um, out there, sort of fighting for real. Um, so, I mean, I have to I have to make the presumption that there's some sort of good standing and, um, you know, something to build the reputation of the of the family. Up. Well, um, Americans just love them because they got the propaganda that they were the dynasty. They were like our royalty. Hmm. And, and then, I mean, RFK was I mean, not RFK, JFK was involved with the Profumo affair and. My friend Recluse from Visa View has written about it. Privilege that, you know, these people need to get their rocks off somehow. And, um, you know, there's always that frisson of excitement as you sort of push the, the boundaries.
somewhat and i think i think it sort of becomes a a vicious cycle because um abuse tends to propagate across generations and for sure that's happened in uk royal families and the upper classes um it's when you had the fabian socialists with their robin hood program chasing boys in the woods right <laughs> That's first I heard of that. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And down in the UK, and uh, that was one thing I was listening to. Uh, you know, uh, um, in in um, the the book I was reading about RFK, they were talking about how uh, the the rampant homosexuality in the British boys' schools. And yeah, I mean, like, like e Eton and uh, all the, all those <sighs> private schools and the Oxbridge set, they're all into buggery and, um, you know, it's just part of their their culture, man. And, um, look, and I, you know how you know how you know how Lim told JFK he loved him, right? Um, yeah, no doubt, many many times. As it, he, as he, he wrote <laughs> it on a piece of toilet paper because that was the UK custom in the buggery. All right, and uh, you know, <laughs> JFK was like, "Don't ever write me anything on toilet paper again." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't know that about the toilet paper. I mean, look. so they, you can quickly get destroyed. You can flush it down the toilet if you yeah, there's unrequited love. You know, and uh, it's just uh, or it's swallow just it, so I guess. <laughs> but uh. Our <laughs> Kevin, well, RFK Jr. You know he he went to Georgetown Preparatory. You know all the Jesuits and all the the pedophilia and the homosexuality was happening at the Jesuit school in and of itself. Mm. You know, I mean, in the book I'm reading, you know, it's talked about that. You know, and mm. and uh, you know, and Lim, and he's been raised by Lim. You know, and I mean, at least in that aspect, I do feel a little bit of um, a little, you know, kind of bad for rfk jr in that aspect you know his his dad dies and his supposedly very strict mother ethel kennedy catholic mother for some reason allows a homosexual to groom her son to stand in for the loss of his father you know like if that's true that's horrific i mean no wonder he'd started using drugs you know no wonder he went down this dark and sordid path you know my issue is is did did it did it stop my issue is is what is he involved with now and that's something that i'm going to try to research and flush out we got some leads you know if anybody has any leads you know email them to kevin email them to me we've, we've read the documents at protonmail.com uh, you know yeah I wonder what, what is our what is rfk jr you know what is he involved with now yeah so that's that's the question and you know the the concern becomes um why why children's health defense why why something involved around children in this instance um and you know that you've you've got to be of impeccable moral standing right to um to be in that sort of environment and you know, I'm I'm always suspicious of people that want to work with kids, dude. Seriously, yeah, of course. Right? It's just it's it's a job for women, as far as I'm concerned. When uh, when dudes get uh, all uh, 
uh, enthusiastic about it. God, the, you know, scoutmasters and what have you. It's uh, it's always uh, problematic. It's a little weird. That's why, I'm, that's why my son's not in scouts. Okay. <laughs> Let me. I'm just trying to find this uh, email from yesterday because maybe you can. Oh, maybe it's. I haven't verified all of it yet. We can discuss it. I'm I'm drilling down on it. You know, whoever wrote the email, if they want to send me some information of what they're looking at, whoever it is, so you know, I, I'd I, like some more information. I'm trying to verify what they're saying. So it's I, not. I mean, it, the the framework of the email I think is definitely true, but what they're actually accusing. The accusation parts, I'm really trying to flesh that out. And if it's true, you know, you and I, maybe we can share some research together. Maybe we can look together. Mm -hmm. And if it's true, this would be a, a stream that I would love to do with you to break this because it is something of, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we got to, let us forget RFK Jr. is a green warrior. Okay. And yeah. look. Mm. I'm for the environment myself as a natural Christian naturopathic author. I don't think God's creation should be, you know, denigrated very strongly. But I understand the elites aren't, you know, they're not, none of what they do is in our favor with this green agenda. Okay, I understand that. Like, I do my best to try not to pollute and leave trash everywhere. Okay. And I understand there's issues with glyphosate and Roundup. I've written about it on my Substack. You know, of mass pollution by the corptocracy and the governments. I understand that. But to be, you know, pro-carbon credits or pro-electric vehicles with Tesla, you know, or, or be like, oh, a Tesla vehicle is better than, you know, a gasoline vehicle as far as the environment is concerned. You know, it's all just hogwash. It's the green agenda, uh, which, you know, Jordan Peterson, who had his meltdown on Twitter, and I'm glad everybody can finally see who Jordan Peterson is. I've been trying to say it for years, and people hate that, too, you know. Uh, you know, he helped write the you know and, and uh not only right but kind of refined with podesta with john podesta the united nations climate change you know green agenda you know that was one of his original jobs many years ago or they're in the early 2010s you know we're seeing that come to fruition now but so th this is you know in in defense of rfk and i, I will say Jordan Peterson. So Jordan Peterson, I would say, is coming out very strongly right now against these Malthusian directives that are beginning to bite hard. And I'm, you know, it's it, it's one of those things where, you know, I want I, 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 it's the purity spiral, right? And I, th I think actually. Yeah, but Peterson bowing down to Israel where both his kneecaps break? Come on, Kevin. <laughs> Look. And saying people can't be anonymous. on they're, they're pushing for. I mean, that's one thing that Musk is pushing. Mm. I, have to, I have to push back on you on this because Musk is pushing for. There's going to be strong verification on his X platform, okay? There'll be no, there'll be, I mean, let's be real, there's no anonymity on any of these platforms, okay? Let's be real here, all right? Okay? But even the illusion of anonymity will be gone. And Peterson is having his little meltdowns about the quote unquote anonymous trolls and look. Well, you know, there's anonymous accounts right now that are, you know, <laughs> in the chats on Rumble, you know, and, and, and we talk, you listen, you know, and and uh, Peterson wants them to go bye bye so boosting... because he's been attacked 
Boosting. He's been attacked for protecting Israel. Hang on. Boosting. I don't know what that says. Boosting GTIR says, JP is a fraud. Super algo boosted. I agree. But he also says, RFK is the truth. Now, I'm, I'm going to read out that little segment that I, okay. I, I, I sent to you yesterday just to sort of, um, we can sort of finish on, on that. So th this was this was sent to me by... Oh, an anonymous source. Let's <laughs> put it that way. It, it begins, RFK Jr. is also a puzzle. Certainly some red flags concern me, and I wonder if many dissenters are quickly taken in by his charm, intelligence, and the Kennedy mystique, something we've just been discussing. His uncle Edward was an ardent globalist betraying Americans. Can you speak to that at all? I can, and I can also speak to JFK uh, actually wanting to reduce the amount of guns that the United States populace had, so much so that he would unite with the United Nations on trying to disarm America. That's all I can say to that. All right. So um, the uncle, I mean, it's the first I've heard about the uncle. So is he in the book? <laughs> Edward Kennedy? Yeah. Uh, I'd have to... I, I, yes, he is. He is? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uncle Ted, Chappaquiddick! All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, it goes on. For me, the two biggest red flags for RFK Jr. are his conformity to the climate change narrative and connections to the sure. ro rollout are something called human capital markets, which represent a backdoor mechanism to install a China-style social credit system in the U.S. and in Western nations. Now, I haven't heard the phrase human capital markets. I mean, it sounds very much like the sort of, um, you know, sort of commodification of behavior and um, nudge. Human capital... Was it management? Either I tried to take a brief look today. Let's have a look. To see if it came up with any project or anything. Human um, capital management set practices related to people resource management. These practices are focused on the organizational need to provide specific competences and implemented in three character, uh, categories of workforce acquisition, workforce management, and workforce optimization. Um, ah, it reminds me of what my friend L. Bo L. B. Bork used to say about human resources: that you're the resource for the community, you're the com for the company, you're the commodity, you're the slave. Uh, it's it seems um, banal corptocracy speak for the moment. So um, anyway, I'll read on. Uh, regarding the first concern, he publicly stated was videotaped that climate change skeptics, i.e. skeptics of the official narrative, should be jailed, given free hots on a cot. Being jailed for having a contrary scientific opinion is the hallmark of a great freedom fighter and human rights champion? Question mark. I think not. I want to hear that clip if it exists. I would also I would also say that Tucker Carlson used to say if you believe 9/11 was an inside job, uh, that you should uh, leave the United States of America. And you're not a patriot. And you should get out. Uh, so kind of if that's true, if RFK Jr. said that, it's kind of akin to that. And to me, that is a betrayal. Now you know he might have changed his mind. I don't know. Um, Jordan Peterson seems to have changed his mind about the climate agenda, and. 
you know, the... Not about Israel, though. (laughs) No. It's hard hard not to when... uh, What's his face? You go with uh, Benji Benji Shapiro, right? You tell Christians and Muslims what to do, but you don't release a podcast telling Jews what they should do. Uh, And then you have a sit down with good old BB Netanyahu. I saw that one. Baby! Baby! (laughs) And um, yeah, that was was some real softball questioning by uh, Jordan Peterson. And look, I'll I'll state this for the record, right? I'm... A nationalist, right? And I'm, I'm sort of of the opinion it's it's a very dangerous path to go down if we say we're going to dismantle Israel, right? So it's sort of the it's it's like the job is done, right? So, but what we we have to dismantle Pakistan as well, give it back to India. Um, you know, where do you start drawing the lines? And, and you know, I, I think there has to be some sort of uh, acceptance of some some of the the borders that we have in place. Look, do I do I agree with uh, Israel and their ever expanding borders? No, not at all. Um, and you know, genocide of the Palestinian people. Uh, look, um, I I feel sorry for them. I really do. But I often think they're their own worst enemy. A lot of the time, um, you know, I, I'm I'm sort of of the opinion that you should. Try try to work to peace, but I can tell you from living there, there's no, there's nothing that you can do to resolve that problem because it's so ancient, the struggle that that they have on either side, and the, I I I guess from my experience there, I and you know I was fortunate that I was working in a sort of science environment where there were Jews. Arab Christians and Muslims all working together and there there wasn't any sort of um, manifestation of the problems and that to me was an indicator that you could there could be ways through this right and you know th- that means giving making sure people have jobs and um, you know their their basic needs are taken care of the the problem is on on all sides I would argue is um, when you get into well, I've, I've just I just call it now Armageddon fascism, and the, the, uh, everyone's convinced that their side of the the story is the right one, and they're prepared to kill for it. And um, I I don't think you can stop that in that in that place. That that that's cursed land, bro. <laughs> You want my opinion? Wall it off. Wall everything off and uh, let them have it. And whoever comes out on top, they can keep it. (laughs) All right. I I got a clip that I sent you, if you don't mind playing. It's very quick. Okay. Okay. This is Jordan Peterson on um, on the McMartin daycare uh, scandal. McMartin Preschool down there in Manhattan Beach during the 1980s. Hang on, let me just do this so you can hear it. So tell me if you can hear this. So, not, not yet. yet. I don't know if you, you know, guys know about the, yet, uh, the, the daycare uh, scandals uh, that, that were very, very common in the 1980s. So, why? 
Um, Peterson is an Amazon bestseller, by the way, with all his books. So the algorithm pushes him to the moon and back. Uh, and every time I go into Barnes & Noble, his newest books are front and center. Um, and um, no, the Trilateral Commission gave a speech. So, now so, you hear it. Horribly common, actually. This infested many times. And usually what would happen is somebody who was a little on the paranoid side, or maybe a lot on the paranoid side, would send their children off to daycare. And that was a whole new thing in the 80s, right? Because women were, you know, moving into the workforce like that. And they were handing over their... It worked, but then I lost you. Uh, yeah, so I, I think maybe we can just listen to it, and then I can bring you back on, on the screen. So yeah, that's fine. We, I can, everyone can hear you still, so... Okay. Their infants, kids below three, say, to total strangers. And, you know, for some of them, that set up a fair bit of worry, like it still does. And sometimes that worry got out of hand, especially among the people who are a little, on the, little predisposed to paranoid schizophrenia. Maybe even it had some previous episodes. And so, you know, the kid would come home and the mother would observe or not something kind of peculiar about their behavior. And then she'd fantasize about maybe what that was. And then, you know, she'd start asking the child if the child would be touched in any particular way and you know and she'd keep this up for a good length of time and then the child would start to have nightmares and then the child would tell the mother about what the nightmares were and then that would freak her out so she'd ask even deeper questions and soon you know her children were telling her that horrible things were happening to them at daycare and so then she'd go to the police and they would look into her psychiatric background and then the police would go out and they'd start to interview other children. And if they interviewed them properly, then the other children would start to produce all these stories as well. Because the, now, how did that happen? Well, a bunch of ways. The first is, the police would ask leading questions like, did anyone touch you? Well, of course, someone touched the kids. I mean, people touch kids. Did anybody touch you there? Well, that's not a question. That's a piece of information. The piece of information is, if someone touched me there, and an adult would be very interested in that, right? So now, what's a child doing when he's answering an adult's questions? Well, the child doesn't bloody well know. What the hell do they know? They're like three, you know? They can hardly organize their story. You know, if you're talking to a kid, you want to give, get them to give you an account of their day. You have to really guide them through the organization of their memory. And partly what they're doing when you're doing that is they're looking at you, trying to figure out if they're telling you the right things, which is what they should be doing, because what they're trying to learn to do is to tell people things in a way that they'll understand them. But that makes the child very, very responsive to the nonverbal and verbal cues of the adult. You think, think about, about how fast those little rats learn how to pick, pick up language, you know? It's really very fast, and no one really teaches them. <laughs> little rats. What bastard. <laughs> They're just paying attention like mad. So you get a bunch of cops who are on a, like, a half-cocked adventure, and they think there's some serial sexual pervert in their midst, and they go interview, you know, 15, 20 kids, and they do, a, do, 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 it, do it a lot, and they use little dolls, and they do it a lot, and they do it a lot, and they do it a lot, 
then sooner or later, all the kids start having nightmares. And then they start telling the cops there's all these terrible things happen, like they're taken into underground caverns and they're stripped naked and they're forced to like leapfrog over each other. And like, you just can't believe it, what happened. You can't believe it. It's all documented in a book called Satan's Silence, which was written by a social worker and a lawyer. It's mind boggling. The longest prison sentences in American history were handed out to a, to a series of middle-aged women who were taking care of little kids. And the FBI even came up with a whole new criminal category, late onset female sexual offender. Well, why didn't that category exist before? It's simple. There are no late onset middle-aged female sexual offenders. That's why we didn't need the category. But once all these accusations came up, well, poof, you know, you had to have some damn category for these poor women. Some of them were put in jail for 350 years, which seems a bit excessive, given that they're only going to last about 40. You know, they'd get 12 consecutive life sentences. So, it, and you know, there was a, actually a situation where one town went so far as to start digging underneath the town to find these underground satanic lairs where all these weird ritual things were going on. You know, and along with this was not one shred of, collab of, of concrete evidence. You know, and the eventual conclusions, uh, and this affected thousands of people, the eventual conclusions was, well, there, there actually isn't anybody who's, you know, satanically uh, torturing children in daycare centers. Now, now, anyways, why am I telling you this? Well, <sighs> what the children were doing, you think about it, how the hell did the children come up with these weird ideas? You know, I mean, first of all, we should note the children are not stupid. And they can also dream up the most horrible things, you know. Um, because they have an imagination that's capable of extending itself out into the terrifying. Now, everyone knows that because all you have to do is remember when you were a kid, and, you know, when you were hiding under the covers because there were horrible things in your dark room, you know, you can populate the darkness with monsters with no problem. And you should be able to because there are monsters in the darkness, even though your parents might tell you there aren't. It's like there might not be any dark monsters in that particular piece of darkness. And that's a perfectly reasonable thing to tell your children. But in the darkness as a whole, it's like, yeah, look the hell out. So the children aren't stupid. Now, so then the, the, the adults start to question them. And the kids are, the back of their brain, the little imaginative part is thinking, what do these people want? What do these people want? What do these people want? And so they'll throw them out a little bit of information and they'll, the adults will perk up. They'll focus right on that piece of information. So maybe it's a cop who really hates child Satanist abductors, which, you know, is a perfectly reasonable stance. And so when the child offers any information about, about the existence of such a thing, well, the cop will perk up. And then the child thinks, oh, I see. Well, so sort of what's going on seems to have something to do. They don't think this consciously, you know, but their imagination is working. How do I model the reality that's being presented to me? And that's when the dreams start to kick in, too. Okay. So by speaking in the appropriate way, you can get all sorts of things churned up in, in the in the unconscious minds of your listeners. Hmm. All right. So let me see if I can bring you back on screen. You still there? Oops. 
Yeah. Uh, you've you've gone quiet. John. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Your your mic's off. Uh, this this the the book he references, Kevin. Can you see me? Uh, hang on. I'm just trying to remedy that right now. Yeah. So let's pop you out. Uh, yeah, we can see you, bro. Uh, tell Jigs I just tweeted at Jordan Peterson what he. What, I was thinking of the same thing to do that right now. Okay, this is a book he references. It's called Saint and Silence by Debbie Nathan and 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 uh, Michael uh, Sh uh, Okay, this book is bull crap. All right, it's a whitewash of what truly happened. If you want the real truth that's written from a non-conspiratorial uh, book, this is The Witch Hunt Narrative by Rossi Chet. Uh, Rossi Chet is a Brown University professor. This is over 500... 